This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block. We're in the second hour on the block. We've been talking a lot with Steve Sipple. We've been talking uh, Super Bowl, which just ended and culminated with Col- Cup- Cooper Cup getting the MVP. We talked a little bit about Husker basketball. We're going to continue that conversation on the second hour of the block about the rise of da- uh, of, of the, the Huskers against Minnesota and the downfall of the Huskers against Iowa. So, Block, what we find is we have Nebraska now at 7-18, and 1-13 and in the Big Ten. Uh, had a lead of a 15-11. to 11. Looked like they were off to a good start. Things was happening and going well for them. And all of a sudden, they started. <laughs> Just like on, you know, on on uh, uh, Price is Right. Remember yep. the old little game? The little dude with the little. Climbing up the mountain. And he got to the top of the cliff and he went over the cliff. They ended the half with a 42 to 10 run. That is mind boggling for Eastrick right now. And then they ended up just losing the game by, you know, what, what was it, 12? I think, was it? No, 22, 22 points. Ended up losing by 22 points. And what we're trying to figure out is, is it a rap or is it a rap? And I'm not talking about Super Bowl rap. I'm talking about <laughs> is, it, is, 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 this, is, it, is it time to make another move? What do you see? I mean, here's what I saw real quick. I saw a kid, Keegan Murray, go for 37, and it just seemed like he just did whatever he wanted, however he wanted, wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted, uh, shooting 15 for 21 from the field. And, and, and the crazy thing is 24 of those came in the second half. That means that you just didn't show up and he just was like, I'm just going to give you the business wherever I want to give it to you. So I, I just don't know how you return from that type of loss after such a, a momentous opportunity to, turn the rest of the season around. Yeah, I, I think it is. It, it's getting, I mean, that's that's how frustrating it is. I mean, it's getting to that point where you start to question about the future of the program because, again, to me, it just it all comes back to Iowa is a program that you could probably compare yourself to if you're in Nebraska, right? Geographically, they're the closest in the Big Ten. They don't have an overwhelming history of winning in Iowa. They, I mean, they've had some good teams there, don't get me wrong, and some good players, um, but it's not like they're, you know, Kentucky or, 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 or Duke or anybody like that, even like an Oakland. 
Oklahoma State, you know, kind of those mid-level programs with some some good history there. Um, Nebraska should be able to do what Iowa does, and 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 Iowa maybe doesn't have the best success considering the players that they have with a Luca Garza. Maybe you'd like to get um, past the second round last year. Um, you know, they've had some they've had some good you know Jared Utah, P- Peter Jack. They've had some good players there over the years, and still Fran McCaffrey hasn't gotten them to the Sweet 16, but I just can't can't imagine Nebraska fans with Fran McCaffrey at Nebraska, that level of success he's had for 12 years, routinely getting them to the tournament. If they're not in the tournament, they're one of the best teams in the NIT. One or two years here or there where, they, where they're not that way, right, where they're not in the tournament or in the NIT, um, but you can right. understand that. I mean, that's the ebbs and flows of an <clears throat> Iowa basketball program, of a Nebraska basketball program, but for Nebraska, it's just gotten so low to that, that point where it's 53 to 25 at halftime and I can't get you know I can't wrap my head around points off turnovers 19 to nothing nothing not a point zero fast break donut 16 to nothing on fast break donut that's and that's nothing with, that's nunca yeah, that's with Iowa playing Nebraska style right fast pace a lot of possessions a lot of shots how you don't have any points on uh, on turnovers again it, or on, on fast break again it just kind of it, it, it compounds the problem of not just losing but the way that you're losing the blowouts the fact that your your strategy for the Big Ten just doesn't seem to 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 to, to work well when you finally get the chance to play a team that has the same strategy that at least does it um, to the you know to a, a, a level of success that they've had um, to be relevant in the Big Ten and you just look like you don't belong on the floor with them um, it, it, it it's scary I mean it, it is to the point and I, I think Sipple uh, kind of said it interestingly there um, you know we've all been kind of trying to do the math and try to figure out okay well how do you take this money out of this program and that money out of that program and then you can pay the buyout um, for for Hoiberg it's getting to the point at what you know at one in 13 um, blowouts on national TV on the road to your to your rival and, and just looking nowhere close to him that it, it's hard to imagine there being any sort of momentum going into next year. You know, maybe they can win a game here or or, 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 or so down the stretch. It's going to be hard to get to 10 wins for them on the season. Um, and, and so, I mean, and, and it's just the other part of it is I, I just feel like there's more talent in the room than that, right? Bryce McGowan's is one of the most talented freshmen they've had in a long time, and he's come along, didn't have his best game, but, you know, he's going to have games. You know, he's a freshman, and all, all-star yeah. players are going to have games where they're not uh, exactly on fire. You know, Alonzo Verge, you can say what you will about him, playing out of position, whatever. You know, he's got more talent, um, you know, in his ball handling skills than we've seen around here in quite some time. So I, I just think that there's more talent in the room. I'm beginning to lose faith that, that Hoiberg can win with that talent, at least in the Big Ten. I don't know. Like, it's a hard it's hard to figure out for everybody, right? Because Hoiberg at Nebraska looked like it would make sense. Uh, and, and, and obviously he was paid that way. Like, he's a top ten paid coach in the nation to get these results. It just feels like maybe your, your money could be spent elsewhere. Yeah, when you talk about momentum, right, we, we, we looked at that game and it, it looked like that was probably the best game that I'd, I'd probably seen in the season. But the crazy thing about it is that it lasted three and a half days, right? And, and so for me, when I was looking at momentum, I was looking at Northwestern. I was looking at how Northwestern had a great big win uh, in overtime at home against Rutgers. And, and then all of a sudden, they go on to blast Nebraska and then win, win three straight by also beating Indiana, right? So that was a momentous turn for their, their program. They, they got over the little hump. And then I look back and then I look at Rutgers, who took that L, 
And then they turn around and go back and beat back-to-back top 25 teams and, and, and gave Wisconsin everything they want, right? So, so that's the way I was looking at momentum. I was looking at it from a standpoint of they're, they're, this is an opportunity to, to do something similar to what those, those type of programs are doing. So uh, we have uh, Mark on the line right now and uh we want we want to take your call thanks for calling in at the solder Heyman uh, te- uh, uh i'm sorry the honda of lincoln hotline thank you for calling in mark what's up strick what what percentage of defense is effort it's got to be 80 plus percent i i, I, I mean, like that that's a great question 80 yeah that's that i, mean, I, I think you're touching on something come on mm-hmm. i mean it, it it playing defense rebounding all the, the things that we on occasion have seen from this team require effort. Defense travels. This team has mailed it in. This coach has lost his team. Uh, I hearken back to the remarks, I think it was C.J. Wilcher a week or two ago, who said that they kind of break off plays. They, they kind of know what they're doing when they're not kind of following what his offense is all about. They don't buy in to the scheme that he's trying to provide. They don't. They don't believe. There's no trust. He's lost this locker room, um, and they've mailed it in. Uh, there's no question about it. And I'm struck by uh, his remarks, uh, Hoiberg's remarks after the game, saying this wasn't a question of effort. Well, then what was it? Because if effort is the preponderance of great defense. And I remember your days and your teammates, that was effort and a half that we saw. You know, I think Husker fans will show up for a team that gives its all, diving for balls, playing good defense, rebounding. But when you see a team mail it in, particularly the first sign of adversity, there's no desire to watch that product. And this is where we're at. Um, And so I, I just... I, I think this team basically lost trust in this in this offense uh, weeks and weeks ago, and uh, they're just going to play out the string. We're not going to see the effort, and it's really damaging to the to the Husker brand. Um, it, it's not a good look at all for this uh, for this athletics department to have that product out on the court. Mark, Mark, Mark. Hey, listen. Thank you for calling in, Mark. Mark makes a great point. I mean, I think when we look at it. From that standpoint, I mean, those are the same things Sip has said. I mean, it's all really effort, right? And that that was the one thing that we talked about also on the block is that the Husker fans will show if you're if you're providing that part, if if they can see. I mean, if you take an L and you've given it all you've got, right? You're you're going to still secure the heart and minds and 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 the passion of the Husker fans, and so you know I, I. um, the buy-in is something we've also talked about. Have they bought in? Because it seems like a child that has been disciplined that relies back to the source of their dysfunction after their, it gets tough, when it gets tight, when it gets hard. They go back to the source of dysfunction instead of fighting through and going and executing and stopping the bleeding and doing something different than they, 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 they've done in the previous, whatever, the previous three minutes or the previous four minutes. It's like, it's a, I've never seen a snowball that just can go 
downhill and grow so big like what I see with the Huskers. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's <laughs> again, it's another game that you ask where, is this the low point? Is this the low point uh, of the season, of the tenure? And, and you kind of think, I, I, you just it can't get much lower than this, but it, it continually has, and I, and I think that halftime of that game on Sunday was again a new low point for this program. Let's go uh, to John on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. John, uh, what are you thinking today? Guys, what's up? What's up? Oh well, it's like this: we all you know, <laughs> we want a buyout. We want you know we want to get you know if Hoiberg isn't 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 the guy, then who is the guy? If Hoiberg can't win here, who do you think is going to come in here and win? I mean, the biggest difference between Hoiberg and Iowa State in here is that the rules were changed. He could bring in transfers and had a full year before they before they could actually play. Now with this one and done and all these egos and me, 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 I want the ball. I want to be, you know, I want to be the man. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to change this team. I don't know how they're going to get back to what Nebraska basketball was when Strick played, which, and it's just, it's hard. And I am a Husker fan, but I haven't watched a game since the Creighton game. Because it's just too hard to watch. It's just, it's just terrible. And it's, until we get guys with heart, and guys who want to play as a team, and guys who want to try to, to turn this around, I don't see us winning a game this year. And and that, and if we, unless we get the right guys, I don't see us winning very many games next year. It's a hard pill to swallow, but unfortunately, that's where we're at with this team. So I got guys. All right, thanks, thanks, man. Hey, Bach, so one of the things we did talk about is is we talked about the expectations. I heard you, you mention that. I, I want to address that. And and thanks to Mark and John for calling in. We appreciate it. Your comments are, are definitely valid and, and they're great points. Um, one of the things I, I began to look at, and, and, and we've talked about who could it be at this point. And, and, and so I, I, I think Nick made a good point that it may not be someone sexy, but it may be somebody with that passion that is a young coach, up and coming, somebody that wants it and, and may be able to come in and, and bring that that culture that is needed and necessary in order to turn around. Because as, as stated, it gets the further along it goes, it does get harder and harder for it to become happy to, for it to happen. But then I started looking at what you talked about. Why, why can't it be on par with Iowa? Right. right. One of the things I, I, I was uh, aware of is that Iowa had a young team as well, but they had a few uh, good pieces in their senior leadership, which one would be, be Luca Garza and Luca Garza, who was, their middle, you know, their their heart of their of, of what they were doing there at Iowa. They put together a 22 and 9 team with 14 and 6 and, and third in the Big Ten. Now they find themselves and ranked eight, eighth in, in the national poll at the end. Now they find themselves in the middle of the pack, right? What what would it take for Nebraska is what I began to to, to think and process it in my mind. And so I began to look at, you know, could Blaze Keita be that? Could Blaze Keita be something, uh, you know, that Larry Johnson type top, you know, re- guy center out of uh, the the junior college ranks that totally changed UNLV's dynamic? UNLV was a great team, but with you know when Larry Johnson came, they became a perennial powerhouse, right? I'm not saying that that with Nebraska, but what can we go from the bottom of the group 
to that mid tier, like, like Iowa right now. Right. And so I'm thinking about a blaze Keita and I'm looking at, um, you know, uh, Denim Dawson and some of the hustle guys that John was alluding to in his previous comment. I'm looking at those type of things and wondering, is that is could that be it? Could it be a couple of those pieces with with uh, goggles coming back? And and they're very young still. They they have a foundational young team that that could see the worst of this and say, you know what? I don't like what I see. We're going to be the ones to change it. It's something that's there. It's a piece that's there. Is for is Hoiberg the guy to make that happen? I don't know. Could he make it happen? It's very possible. He's got pieces that is in his youth that could help to do that. But is it possible to that that youth is going to bring them to the middle, at least to the middle of the pack? I think the Husker fans would just love to see that. Oh yeah, just say, just say yeah. The middle of the that's the thing too is that, that we kind of keep going back to. Is, I mean, Pinnacle Bank Arena will be full and loud and a tough place to play if Nebraska is, you know. Seven and nine in, in the league play, you know, going toward the end, like just you know, because that's a competitive team that wins a lot of games. Doesn't not on the better side of five hundred, but that's all Pinnacle Bank Arena really asked for. That's all the Lincoln, you know, the fans of the Huskers really asked for is that heart, that that hustle, that effort, the ability to punch up every once in a while and get a big victory, um, take care of business against the teams that you should, and you know all that stuff. And and you're just not getting that out of Nebraska. I I think there's a possibility, like you said, um, that that thing comes together, but that's not really Hoiberg's MO, right? I mean, Hoiberg's MO at, at, uh, at Iowa state was, re- you know, rely on transfer players. And, and, you know, this was kind of before everybody was grabbing transfer players left and right. Tim miles was kind of doing it too here uh, with some success at Nebraska. And now the transfer portal is just completely open and it's, it's not a secret and everybody's got that as a piece. Um, so it's hard to imagine uh, that necessarily happened. And then the other part of it is w- without Bryce at the center of that, um, I don't know if you have your your main building block, right? I mean, I I, I like Welcher. I think he can be a, a good piece moving forward. I, you know, he's got a sweet stroke. Definitely has a piece on this team in the next few years if he wants it. Um, you know, you, you kind of think of the same thing. Wilhelm, he's he just played. He's just a smart ball player. He got he got hurt. You'd like to see him. So I think you have some pieces there, but I think you're without um, the building, the main building block, right? I mean, because you, you need um, to to get a, a a Garza. You know, that's a national player of the year. Those guys don't come around a lot and you know it's a kind of the same feeling you know thinking about McGowan's too when they when they grabbed the five star um there was no no sure thing that he was going to be you know because there's about 20 of them every year or whatever who's going to be leading the nation in scoring and in, in, in other you know he's second you know so they I mean they they it's, it's just like they're wasting their best freshman season that they've had in quite a bit of time um because there's you know part of it you say there's not enough help around them but then there's another part of it like you had the Pac-12 bench player of the year last year that should mean something you know you've got Derek Walker and, and I know Trey got hurt but you know you know some let me and all these guys coming back for another year having played together so some continuity as opposed to the last two rosters that should mean something and just all of it has all added up to nothing and, and just parts that don't seem to work together mm-hmm. um and and that adds to the frustration we do have another caller so let's go back to their Honda of Lincoln hotline Brandon you're on the line Brandon uh what are your thoughts Hey, fellas, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Uh, You know, I think the thing that's really stood out to me so far watching um, this year's team, and it's not been in all the games, but it's been in the majority of them, is just the lack of desire to be out there and want to play. 
you have certain guys who are out there. Obviously, Trey is still trying to get his feet under him and get back from his his injuries and then COVID. But Bryce is starting to involve. You know, his game has gotten better. He's becoming more confident about his his skill set in the Big Ten Conference. But the other guys that are around there, it's it's like they don't. They're, they're happy to be on the court on the offensive side, but the defensive side, they're lacking in the want to to get those steals to play lockdown defense. I think the thing that worries me is you look on TV and you see the lack of fans in the stands. When's that going to start turning over strict where you have those people who are season ticket holders in section 100 and 200 because you see a lot of empty seats there now? When are those people going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to fork over my season tickets and take my money elsewhere, either to baseball, volleyball, and, you know, if football gets turned around, you know, there's all those extra seats up top there in Memorial. I think Trev's going to have to make a tough decision at the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're making a great point. It's, it, it's, it's going to the, – the, the rubber's going to meet the road, and it's going to meet it pretty soon. I mean, we're already in the middle of, uh, of, of February. March is going to come quicker than, than you can even, you know, just blink. And you're going to look up. You're going to be in the Big Ten um, – uh, uh, the Big Ten um, Conference yeah. Championships tournament, and you're going to find the season's going to end, and, and there's going to have to be a decision to be made, and, and there's going to be some hard questions that have to be answered and – you know, is he up for the task? We'll see. We'll see. What you think, Bob? Yeah, it, it's it, it's fascinating. You know, and again, you know, you don't want to compare the programs football to basketball too much, but you know, there are some comparisons there, so you kind of lean back on that. Um, but not so much the, the program, but kind of the, the struggle is what I'm interested in. Is that um, you know, when 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 Scott Frost program was down at three and seven, and the, you know, there the, everybody is starting to wonder, well, you can't keep a three and nine coach, and you know, the, all these different kind of questions kind of pile up. Um, Fred Hoiberg, or not Fred Hoiberg, excuse me, Trev Alberts, you know, made the statement. We're bringing him back. We're, we're, we're going to switch some things up. We're, we're bringing him back. And so you kind of got that vote of confidence from the athletic department. I was wondering if you're going to get that at a certain time or at a, at, you know, if, if things get toxic enough and, and, and certainly it's been toxic a few times here for Nebraska basketball. And, and I'm including now in that situation. So it'll be interesting to see if you do get that vote of confidence. And if you don't, um, you know, are there par- enough parallels in, in the situation that you would think, okay, well, man, that doesn't, that maybe that means they're waiting until the end of this season, as opposed to the football season where they didn't um, to, to make a judgment. And if they do, you just got to imagine that it, it's not going to be a very good rundown of what's going on because of what, what, what people are saying. It's, it's, you know, part of it's the product. So, you know, part of it's the fact that they're, you know, hopeless and you don't see uh, much around the corner as far as, you know, how it's going to immediately get better. Um, but the bigger part of it starts to be that money, right? That that's coming into the program, the empty seats, the, uh, the people tuning out of national televised broadcast games, um, you know, five minutes into it because they've seen enough people losing interest completely before you hit you know february um for nebraska basketball all that stuff um it it, it definitely is something that's going to be in consideration and and we'll see how it goes from here but uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting ride hopefully not hopefully not too painful but uh, i do expect some more pain on the way for nebraska basketball well we don't want to have no pain so we're going to have to take a break right now we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about memorial stadium and, and talk about those grandfathered seats should they make a change or should they keep it? We'll talk about that when we come back next after this. 